What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Under the Hood with John the Hood podcast. I'm Jay Hood, and that's my crazy cousin, Wiley. And we are together again, and we are live on YouTube, as well as on Facebook Live, as well as on uh, Twitch as well. Thanks so much for being with us. Cuzzo, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you feeling, Cuzzo? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Another Monday night, another uh, disappointing Bears loss, uh, which we'll talk yes. about. Uh, for those of you checking in, uh, let you know that not only as we have our podcast in our Linktree, linktree.com, go to J-Hood Radio on Linktree, you can be able to catch all the podcasts, and of course the merchandise as well, uh, just in time for the holidays. I'll give you a holiday rush if you order right now. Look at Cuz, he doesn't he doesn't look like a youth pastor today. Today, uh, you've got the Under the Hood hoodie on. Yes, Carolina Blue, Carolina Blue. You have to get you one of these under the hood hoodies. My my preference is Carolina blue, but if you want a different color, you know, go for it works for you. And then we have the famous under the hood t-shirt. Yes. That's exactly right. Uh smells like the lady of the evening, uh, the lady for Christmas that you've chosen. Uh smells like Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that always varies, but uh, but oh you know, yeah, you need to Santa needs to help her for uh, for the holidays. So Mrs. Claus does uh does well. Okay, so then we, then we have you know the under the hood water bottle. Mm -hmm. As as you know, you can put anything you want to put in here. Put your put a little vodka. Little orange juice to have yourself a screwdriver or any other alcohol you want in it, or put some water in here. Water or juice, that's fine as well. But it's it's better to just you know spice up your drinking experience inside uh, under the hood water bottle. Get yourself one. Get two. Get one for your spouse as well. Yes. And you know, and, and maybe your girlfriend. So get three. There you go. <laughs> your spice and your girlfriend. Yes, spouse and girlfriend. Yes. And there's there's something else. You have something else there. You muted under the hood tumbler. Yes, yeah. yours may not have lots of cash. Mine did, but you know if you're tired of the morning, you know you want to pour your favorite hot beverage, whether it be some tea or a little coffee. It's the holiday season. Spice that thing up. Get yourself. Put, put a little bourbon or your favorite alcohol in, in here and uh, have yourself a uh, a great holiday season with your under the hood tumble. Absolutely. So the, the merchandise is available. It doesn't cost you anything to look. Go to linktree.com no. and go to J Hood Radio. Click it, and that way you can get that hoodie that everyone wants, by the way, the Carolina hoodie. Uh, and, and, of course, Cuzzo bought 10, so that way you could buy it off of him uh half price so yes <laughs> yes it's so much more uh available right now love our merchandise and it's available to you and tell everybody and the podcast that you enjoy to get this off of me personally it may cost you just a little bit more that's an extra fee you know that's an extra fee that can be negotiated we'll talk about cuzzo we got a lot to talk about here uh first of all i want to know about your your weekend before we get into the bears and um, and they're five and nine records. So how would you uh, handle your weekend? So my weekend, uh, Friday was fine. Mm -hmm. But Friday was typical Friday. But my daughters come on 
Saturday. So they came on Saturday and, um, you know, they uh, they have demands uh, because the world naturally revolves around them. You know, so I had to go out and and make those things happen for them. Uh, and I had tell them I had no issue with it at all. I enjoyed every second of it, like I always do. You know, uh, make sure you tell them I said that. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so spent the, got the whole gang back together. We spent time with the whole gang, so they'll be here for a month. And you know, I'm looking forward to all of you know the errands and you know the typical stuff that they demand of me while they're while they're present. So lots of fun. Okay, and for me, it was just um, so. Uh, the uh, UIC Flames, they played uh, Western Michigan. That was on Saturday. And then, okay. um, well, of course, we won. UIC is playing good basketball. You know, I always say this because, uh, like, outside the Bears and the Bulls, I always look for that third and fourth story to talk about on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. And I want that one time to be college basketball for us to be able to carve out time um, for college basketball when it's good. And Northwestern – it's in the same season. They beat number one Purdue, but also losing Chicago State. Now you yes. Kings, stand up. Now yes. Kings, yes. Up. South side. <laughs> stand up. Um, Absolutely. So you you get that story, and then, um, you know, in UIC again, up and down. You know, we've been up and down all year. So I always look forward to seeing what that big story outside of the Illini. You know, who else is going to do? Hopefully, UIC will emerge. So we won that game on Saturday. And then on Sunday, just filled, chock full of, uh, of football, some good uh, and some not so good. Uh, and so that was it. But pretty much a little work, but a lot of a little chill as well. So had some fun. Okay. So because we got a lot to talk about here with this Bears team, because you and I all season have been going back and forth about this, uh, this Bears team. And, of course, on social media, on my show with Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and also on the ESPN Chicago app. In Chicago, we talk so much about the Bears and, like, is Justin Fields the guy? Yes, maybe no. Is Justin Fields the guy? Yes, maybe no. We go back and forth. And what the future is for Justin Fields. So many looked at this game and said, this is the biggest game of the year because if the Bears win, maybe they got smooth sailing, they could stay in the hunt. And make sure you say that very carefully when you say in the hunt. So it's like that whole thing where it's kind of like, okay, if the Bears win, they're six and eight. Then you take on Arizona, you could be seven and eight. And then you keep right. moving forward until you get to the Packer game. Maybe the Bears could be the Lions of last year where they start off shitty and then they have momentum at the end of the season to where the Lions are right now. No, Bears couldn't do that. And as as me and you and Maceo out of nowhere. And, uh, and yes. As we were texting, uh, watching the game together, it's just like we know a good quarterback when we see it. We know a good offense when we see it. The the idea that once again the Bears struggled to be able to score more than ten points. I know Cleveland's defense is good, but this is the game that you supposed to break out and you have to be as close to mistake free football as possible. And the Bears couldn't do that as they lost twenty to seventeen. The issue that I, I had most with the like we were texting back and forth. Like if if I'm a coach and I'm fighting for my job, you have to fire Luke Getzey before he leaves the locker room. Like if you're if you're if you're nice enough, you want to allow him to get on the plane, go ahead, let, let him get on the plane. But you fire him to send a message to the team. Mm-hmm. You face 
Cleveland Browns third string defense along with Miles That's a game where offense offensively you should be able to move the ball down the field. Yeah. Your defense in the first three quarters stepped up and essentially scored 14 points for the team. You know, they had a pick six and they brought one back to the one yard line and it took a, took us eight plays to get into the end zone, which was insane. But outside of that, the offense scored three points. The offense can't score three points against a team, that team that's playing the third string players along with Miles Garrett. You have to be able to run the ball, pass the ball. And we saw none of it. And I think it's to the point where, yeah, I'm, I've been a critic of Justin Fields for the past two, three years. But you can't look at that, what you saw yesterday, and say this is all Fields. It was the entire operation from, from Getty to Eberflutes and also Fields. That's the problem. You, you can't, when you have an offense that can't score points and you keep running it back every single week mm-hmm. and changing anything, that's coaching. Because defensively, you've been, you've been great. I think over the past, over the past, what, four games, we've had 15 turnovers in the, over the past four games, 15 turnovers. Defense has been tremendous, yes. And still offensively, we've failed to score 30 points. And that's even with the defense getting into the end zone in some of those games. Like, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So when that's happening, you have to look at coaching because coaching can get even a bad quarterback, you know, to score points. Coaching can get uh, Flacco off the couch yeah. and and putting up 300-plus yards in a game. That's coaching. It isn't his talent. Some of it is, you know, his, his knowledge of the game, but it's, it's, it's scheming. It's coaching your guys to be successful. And that hasn't happened. And when that hasn't happened in the past two years, you can, yeah, I can look at Fields and say, yeah, Fields has some limitations, but you also have to look at the coaches and say, hey, what is it that you're doing that's not allowing this far more talented offensive team to score points? And you look around, Iberflus figured it out with the defense. Getty hasn't figured it out with the offense. So I will replace him over these next three games and allow someone else to call the game and see how Fields responds to that. I mean, listen, all I can tell you is that it looks as if this dog don't hunt, man. It just, it's not working. See, see, here's the thing. Like Luke Getze will get his. It's not when you want it because it's going to happen that there's going to be a coaching change. As a matter of fact, I don't want to use the word guarantee, but I will tell you that Ryan Pohl sees what we see. See, this is not like the, the regimes in the past was like, this guy needs to go, or you need to replace this player. No, Ryan Poles sees exactly what we see. There was a time in Chicago sports where it's like, how is this person still employed? How is this person still on, on the my favorite team? And it, and the organizations would ignore it. Like, ah, it's just fans. They don't know. But time is short for everybody, you know, when it comes to being able to stay employed, gainfully employed as a general manager or a head coach or a coordinator. You don't have the time, four, five, six years to try to get things right. There's no patience anymore for this. So Ryan Poles knows exactly 
the type of feeling that you have saying this offense isn't working after all this time, we tanked last year. We supposed to turn a corner this year. And now we still can't get the, the, the job done. I think Ryan Pohl sees several things. He knows that there needs to be a coaching change and it will be. And he also sees that the offense isn't working and that he's not going to pay through the nose for Justin Fields because Justin Fields, look at the season, look at the season that the offense has had. It hasn't been good enough. We look at the Washington game. Let's go back and look at the season. Washington, in that game in which the Bears won uh, 40 to 20, was a, was one of the best games for Justin Fields in his career. But these games yes. are in between. You win the first game, your next win is with Bajan as a quarterback, with his colored by the numbers offense. He's throwing it from me to you, me to you, me to you, run the football. And they beat the, the Raiders. They beat the Panthers barely. A terrible yes. Right. Then, but then you have a, a, a an opportunity to beat the Lions. You do not. He has a breakout game against the Lions, twenty-eight to thirteen, and then that stinker against Cleveland. I just like so it's too inconsistent. We know the consistent quarterbacks and the consistent offenses that get the ball down the field. You know whether it's Tua, whether it's Mahomes, whether it is uh, Brock Purdy, whatever. But it doesn't look like that. And so because of what you're talking about, you get what you want. But it's going to be at the end of the season, and it'll all change, hopefully for the better. That's the question. Like, if you make change by getting Caleb Williams in, new offensive coordinator, new ideas offensively, new head coach, does that mean the Bears win? That's the question I don't know. So I, I think coming – I think next year, whatever head coach is hired, whether it's Harbaugh or some flavor of the month, yep. whatever, whoever whoever that, that guy is – when they arrive, they're going to have a defense that's just about just nearly elite or close to being elite. That's a great start. They're mm-hmm. going to have a solid offensive line, hopefully better, because hopefully we draft or sign better guys in free agency to take us to the next level. They're also going to have the first-round picks, the draft capital, the, 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 the cap space. So in, in my mind – whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, or any of the other uh, college quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you should be able to sniff the playoffs next year with that team if you do it right. And I think coaching can get the Bears. Coaching would have gotten the Bears to the playoffs this year. This year, if they did nothing else, coaching would have gotten the Bears there this year. And, we saw, we, and, and, and the Bears and execution, because also yes, and, yes. I think part of the execution part is accountability. Like when you're looking at the same mistakes we we've seen for the past two years, that's coaching. That is, you're not holding guys accountable because, like last year, you could point to and say, okay, there's there's a, a talent deficit on this on this roster right now. So they're they've torn it down to the studs. You know, we just want to see effort, and as long as we see effort, we'll be somewhat satisfied. Now we're into year we year one of the rebuild, and we're not seeing we're having the same issues we had last year offensively. Defense has turned the corner, but the yeah. offense, in some ways, they're taking a step back than from what we saw last year. So when that's happening and you see better talent around, then there's only one explanation. Well, two, you can say, oh, it's the quarterback, or it's coaching. It's both. You yeah. know, so if it's both, then to me. More of the issue will be the coaching because 
I, I look at a guy like Fields, even though I know he's limited. If I'm a coach, he has a lot of talent. So because I'm going to use his talent to try to win games. I'm not going to ask Justin Fields to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to ask Justin Fields to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to ask Justin Fields to be some version of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. That's who Justin Fields is. Give me that. Let me see. Let me see some version of that. Sprinkle in a little Josh Allen. That's who you are. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not um, Tom Brady. You're not Patrick Mahomes. So when you're running an offense and you're asking a guy that you don't trust, because you can tell by the play calling they don't trust him, at least Getty doesn't trust him to run something that doesn't fit him, that's coaching. So, yeah, we, we, we all want Justin Fields to throw for 5,000 yards, but he's not that guy. So I can't coach him to throw for 5,000 yards because he isn't that guy. So if it means that to get to 4,000 yards, you got to rush for 1,200 and maybe squeeze out you know, the other 28 through the air, that's what we have to do. This yeah. is how we have to run the offense. Well, if, if you have a quarterback that you don't trust, and talking about this is not just uh, Getsy, this is Eberflus. If you don't trust him, then you got to move on. And I'm, yes. and I'm okay with that because, you know, what you see from Justin Fields is not what you saw in college. You saw leadership. He didn't even run that much. He got the ball out late, but then he had an iron gate in front of him as far as an right. offensive line. So he had plenty of time to throw. There's a big difference, a distinct a distinct difference between Justin Fields, a college quarterback, and the Bears quarterback. Yeah, in the NFL, you do have to run for your life. You've got to get the ball out quickly because these defenses are ferocious. You don't have six or seven seconds to pat the ball back there like Lamar Jackson. The only difference is with Lamar, and I watched him last night, he's just elusive and slippery. Right? Yes. Like, he does hold the ball a, lo- a long time, but then he's back there and can actually – it took him a while, Wiley, for him to realize, you know what? If I hold the ball, I'm going to have to move around in the pocket to be able to get the ball down the field. But he actually has become a better passer. You know how long that yes. took for him to be able to get that? And again, Baltimore believed in what you just said, like the athleticism, the talent, and all that. They stuck with him because it's almost like a middle finger to all the experts that's all the experts that said Lamar Jackson is just a running back, Lamar Jackson is just a wide receiver. He actually has turned into a, a fine quarterback in this league. But for the Bears, do you, how much time do you have to, to wait? The thing is, is like you could give him the extension or you can let him come in here next year. But if you get the same things, which is injury and ineptitude, and then some games in between where he wins, that ain't good enough, especially with a defense that's on its way, a team that's going to get better through the draft and free agency. How much time do you have to wait for Justin Fields to develop? You just don't have the six, seven years you used to have anymore to develop one quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And and it's a shame because obviously uh, Fields was not uh, Ryan Poe's guy. Right. But it's a shame that a coaching staff, you come in, and, and obviously you used to, and against his defense, he's used to his Green Bay, Green Bay system. So you're, you're hiring a guy who knows essentially one system, and you're asking him to coach up a quarterback who in, in every possible way doesn't really fit that system. So the problem was wasn't necessarily the quarterback; it was the the offensive coordinator. You, you needed to hire someone who was familiar with multiple systems. Who, when they when they go into their their book of knowledge, they're they're pulling from a lot of different areas. Even I mean, Gatsby is pulling from Green Bay. 
that that's what he knows. That's what he's seen be successful. And and while he's obviously has tried, and it sounds like him and Fields has a good relationship, he's trying to get Fields to be something that Fields cannot be. And at some point, you have to recognize that and say, okay, what? You're not going to be Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to be Patrick Mahomes, but you can still be effective. Yeah, so we games with you. So, so you said that he's talented. What is he talented at, Justin Fields? So, I look at a guy who athletically is probably the most athletic quarterback in football right now. Like, he has the size, he has the speed, he has the elusiveness, he has the power. You know, like, that when it comes to being an athlete, no quarterback has, not even Lamar Jackson has that because Lamar Jackson's a little frail in comparison to uh to Justin Fields. Justin Fields has a strong arm. He yep. has the ability to throw to throw the deep ball. He's not very good throwing short passes, but if you ask him to stretch the field, his touch on a deep pass is is really, really good. Ask ask Robert Tunyon, does he have a good arm? Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Robert Tunyon, man, he'll never have an easier pass. It was floated to him perfectly, and he just dropped it. Like, this is yeah. this is shades of last year with, like, Smith-Marset and all yeah. that bullshit that the the, uh, the Bears had to deal with last year. It's like, Justin would put it right there on the numbers. It's like, no, nope, dropped it because I'm not good enough. Same thing with Tyler Scott. Like, rookie, right? But at the same time, you have an opportunity to really do something here on the sideline. Nope. Twice he gave it to him in a big spot, and he could not come up with the catch. Yeah, and, and fair to Tyler Scott, he made up with the next play. But what's crazy about Tyler Scott, those two drops, it's all he did in college was yep. get get open and, and catch long passes. So you're open to catch a long pass, and you drop it in the NFL. Like, that's all he did. Like, you, you put the ball in his hands, he was a walking touchdown. Mm-hmm. But now he gets open in, in key moments – and he somehow short circuits on the plays that he should make. He's like, oh, my God, the ball is coming to me. What do I do? Catch the fucking ball. That's what you do. Catch the ball and run. This right. is what you've done your entire life. Catch the ball and run to the end zone. Like, you're going to outrun everyone to the end zone. So catch the ball and keep going. Because he took, like, a 10-yard pass the following play week after he dropped the pass for 30 yards. You could have done the same thing off the first play. Just catch the ball, turn up field, and go. Like run for just run, but yeah. So like you you watch the games. There is, it isn't just Fields, and I, that's easy to focus on Fields because of it. Some of his shortcomings. You say, oh, it's it's Fields, it's Getsy. Wait, there's a lot, some of the supporting cast. Foreman has been bad since, like, the the Panthers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert appears to still be hurt because. He isn't the same guy we've seen the past to start this season or we've seen the past two years. He isn't that he hasn't been that guy since he's come back from his injury. And then uh Roshan Johnson is he's a rookie. So you can't expect him to be a seasoned veteran. And then Darnell Mooney. I know uh Phils has missed him on a lot of passes. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, he, he isn't quite Chase Claypool. But you can tell he's not – he's lost a little focus because things haven't gone the way he wanted them to go in, in the contract year. So he doesn't look like the same guy with the same motivation that we, we're accustomed to seeing him with. And that's unfortunate. That That is really unfortunate. 
I just uh, I, I look at what is happening with this football team at five and nine. That's exactly who they are. Five and nine. It's not a five and nine defense by no, no. stretch. I'm I'm so overjoyed for this defense because I, I just want to give balance and give credit where credit is due. This defense, though, for led by Montez Sweat, he had two and a half sacks, and Demarcus Walker, and Devon Dexter, the rookie, and Edmonds, and Edwards, and Stevenson, and just like, you know, you love the idea that this defense under Eberflus has gotten better. Alan Williams leaves the building for for whatever reason, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what the reason was, um, but, I, but Eberflus's defense is good. Now, here's the thing. It just shows you that NFL – and we watch it every Sunday. Sometimes Cuzzo just comes down to a few plays, and the Bears' defense was out of sorts on a couple of plays against Joe Flacco. I just want you to just, again, think about this. The Bears have lost to Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco in the same season. I want you to think about yes. that. Joe Flacco yeah. just got, up, got his ass off the couch, as you mentioned, right? And, he, and, again, he wasn't stellar because, again, give the defense their flowers because they did such a great job for three quarters – of being able to stop Cleveland, four sacks, and then three interceptions, and yet the Bears win the turnover battle, but yet lose the ball game. Why? Because the offense stinks. That's why. Offense can only get 10 points, and this is why Vegas knows exactly what they're talking about because the, the line was three, the Bears lost by three. They know exactly yeah. what they're talking about, and I really thought the Bears could win. I had the under, so I, I cashed that, um, and if Darnell Moody catches that uh, – that one in the end zone, I don't get. I get a Bears win, but I certainly don't get the under. I don't get that. Right. Um, but it just. I, I, this is, by the way, I didn't get the chance to talk about this this morning. I have a stat for you. This is the first time since Brad Johnson. Remember Brad Johnson, Minnesota quarterback. First time yes. since Brad Johnson. I think this might have been two thousand. That someone uh, that a quarterback threw an interception to end both halves, the first half and the second half, a hail mary interception. Yeah. But it's the first time since in 23 years that that's happened, and it happened to Justin Fields. Look, man, that's a crazy stat. It's true. That's exactly true. I mean, because that's what happened, and it's just like, you know, people. I know the big thing that blew up today. And we didn't talk about it this morning because really, it, it's a it's a talking point, but it's not a major thing. The Bears should have attempted the field goal to me at the end of the first half, uh, but it's about range now. It's not like back in the day. It's like go out there and kick it. Go and kick that and kick the ball. No, nope. uh, like Santos is like, yeah, that's not my range. I can't do it. And Eberflus like, okay, so it's eight yards out of your range. So you don't want to kick the football. Fine. That's why there was a lot of criticism. It's like, hey man, try at least try, right? No, Santos didn't want to kick the ball. Okay, so it's out of his range. But there was a there was a several times where the Bears could be able to extend their drives, like that fourth down play. Fourth down, Justin Fields trips over his own feet. Trips over the turf, yes. and it's kind of like, I mean, the first down was right there. You tripped over your feet, and so you're a half yard short. It just shows you that size does matter. Yes. Hood, here's here's what I'm looking at, too. I, I see the defense, like you said, had three turnovers, three interceptions. There should have been a fourth. There should have been a fourth. Jalen Johnson dropped one. So, like – they they left plays still on the field, and and still, to me, dominated that first three plus quarters of the game. It's that it's that final six minutes or so that for whatever reason, even Flus has had a, a problem with. He hasn't had a problem closing out 
the final six minutes of, of a game. Yeah. And he, to me, you get a coach in who knows how to win. You win at least three more games so far this season. I think four or five more games, but you you win at least three more games. And winning three more games puts you in the playoffs, playoffs right now. So that's why I think the biggest change this offseason beyond just Justin Fields or his coaching, you have to remove Iberflus, Getty in the game from the equation. They have to go. Yeah, you you and you'll get what you're looking for. It, but the way the Bears do is always, unless there's a scandal, it's always after the season, right? But but here's the big question. We'll talk about this because we'll talk about this on Cap and J Hood all the time. We'll talk about this on, on our podcast. Cause you can make the firing, because I've been calling it for it for a while. i if you're going to go from B to C, you have to be able to fire the coaching staff and do something different because Matty Refluce is over his head. He was only here when he was first hired. I told you. It's like he's here because you're just trying to establish some kind of culture establish some kind of defense so you can move on to something else. Whatever that something else is, hopefully that is the coach for the future that can lead the Bears to a perennial playoff appearance time and time again until you get to the Super Bowl. That's what I want, consistency for this football team. But ultimately, it comes down to this question, and is this. If you fire the coaching staff and you get rid of the quarterback, you trade Justin Fields to whomever, and you say Caleb Williams is the guy, the Bears have the number one pick of Caleb Williams, can you guarantee me that the Bears will be in the playoffs in the next two years or less? Because you are restarting the quarterback clock and you have a quarterback that's never played in the NFL. All right, is this C.J. Stroud or is this Bryce Young that's coming in in the NFL? And I, that's the question you don't know. It's the answer. No. You well, I believe that Poles and his staff will have to – do a lot of work to make sure the makeup of the guy they're drafting is conducive to winning football game at the NFL level. I trust polls right now that could change because I think he's done a great job. I think he's done a great job creating the cap space. I think he's done a great job with trades. Uh, I think he does even a great job in free agency. Like it's, it's only, sort of hiccup was the, the Claypool deal at the time. I thought it was a good deal because he focused on talent. He saw the talent. He said, this guy's really talented, but he missed the, the makeup part. The makeup part says this guy, you know, is, is worse than a prima donna, you know, when it comes to how he mopes and, and when things don't go his way. And he, when he made the trade for, for sweat, obviously this looks like a home run because Sweat, it's on the verge of having like them at 10 sacks with the Bears. Yeah. You know, and he's only been here for a handful of games. So I see I see a, a GM who's learned from his mistakes. I see a GM who overall seems to scout pretty well. So I'm hoping that when it comes to the quarterback, whatever he learned from from his time in uh in, in KC, he brings that wealth of knowledge to the Bears, and when he's making a decision, he makes the decision so we can finally say, "Hood, we have a franchise, a franchise quarterback. This guy's going to be here for the next 10, 15 years, and because of that, we're going to 
be in the mix every single year. You're not gonna have these pop up seasons where, okay, one year we're in the playoffs, then we miss the playoffs the next three, four years, then we pop up again, we're back in the playoffs, and we mix it for the next four or five years because we failed the quarterback position. So I trust polls. Like I've I've been a supporter of polls, and I, I hope to remain one. So obviously, this quarterback decision is huge, as well as the coaching decision because you can get the quarterback right, but if your coaches suck, that also holds you back as well. So he has to nail both in the same offseason. Do you know how huge this is, Wiley? It is. I mean, do you know? Do you it understand? Is. Like, this is big. It's big because here's why it's big. I haven't explained it this way, but I think that I should. The reason why it's big, Cuzzo, is because you haven't seen the Bears pick a lane like this uh, probably ever, especially in our lifetime. And the lane is no. we're going to tank and we're going to start over. Ryan Poles telling George McCaskey, hey, man, I'm sure George is like, what do you think of our team? You think we're good? They think the Chicago Bears are sure that he thinks – you know, they probably think, okay, bring this brother in, and then we're going to be able to turn around. And Poles probably had to tell him the truth, like, yeah, this team sucks, and we're going to tear this all the way down to the bottom, and uh, we are going to rebuild. That's a hard sell because any owner feels, if I just bring someone in, automatically we'll get this turn, especially the new owners today. Today's owners, like the Washington Commanders and, like, the – you know, there's other teams in baseball, like the Coens and the Mets and the Padres owner. They just think, oh, I own this franchise. Or the Carolina Panthers is a perfect example, right? Yes. They fired Frank Reich way too early, right? In, in a rebuilding year, like, yeah, you're not the right guy because I'm a guy that's a Fortune 500 guy. And we're supposed to – no, no. When, when it comes to the athletics, when it comes to sports, if you're going to – tear it all the way down you have to wait for the build-up you've got to be able to build the bricks the right way the reason why that this is interesting to me is because it's the first time in our lifetime in which a general manager comes in and says george mccaskey family we're going to tear this down and we're going to build this the right way because of the guys that we liked right the guys that were making a lot of money the akeem hicks and the you know some of the and the roquan smiths and all that like you weren't winning with them so so right why why are they with the football team, right? So you, we're getting rid of. We're going to shed the salary. We're going to tear this down to the bottom, and we're going to build this up. And again, the reason why it's interesting is because the moves this offseason will tell a great story over the next five years where the Bears are really going. Are you stagnant? Are you going backwards? Or are you going to be hot as fish grease in the NFL? Yeah, we're going to find out because it, that means the quarterback. That means the coaching staff. It's got to be right. This can't just be. Another Bears regime, fire everybody in three years. No, that shit has to be tight. If it's not, polls and everybody else is going to be fired again. It will go through the same vicious cycle again. But here's here's what I appreciate, and I think you're alluding to right now. I appreciate having a GM for the first time in my life come in and have a plan, a plan of a plan of attack. He let it be known immediately what he was looking to do, and so far he's executed that plan. So if it's successful, great. But just the idea of someone having a plan is a it's it's change because we usually get someone in here who's holding on to the old regime's players and, and trying to um, appease the ownership by trying to win with those guys when they know they need to start over. It's it's better to say, hey, like Post came in and said, hey, you know what? 
We need to start over. We need to rebuild this and do it the right way. And so far, things have gone almost perfectly for him. Like he's in a position to drive to get a franchise quarterback and possibly a franchise receiver in the same draft, along with a coach who's going to be able to, you know, usher in an era of winning for the Chicago Bears. Like if you're like any GM would love to be in a position he's in right now. Any mm-hmm. coach would love to inherit a team that he has right now. So, like, this has to be the best job on the market. So he has he, – he's going to have everything he wants this offseason. But to your point, he has to get it right. Because if he, if he fails, then everything he's done to, to get to this point was, was pointless. So he has to get it right. And if he does, we'll be sitting here mm-hmm. – you know, in the next in five years or so, talking about a Bears Super Bowl win or like being happy we have our Patrick Mahomes or our Tom Brady or maybe a step below that, but still, but still really good. You know, our, still really our, good. So. Our Tom Brady, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, you know, we get so caught up in the conversation. Let me get to the mechanics of the show. Yes, please like, share, and subscribe, which you're watching right now. If you're watching live, if you're watching after we've gone off the air, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe our conversation. That way everyone can be part of the conversation in your Facebook, your YouTube, your Twitch as well. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. We thank you for doing that. Um, also, uh, leave your comments as well. Leave your comments because we're going to switch topics a little bit. So you hear our Bears conversation. I'm steadfast in the belief that there's going to be a coaching change. Um might have some knowledge about that, um, that there is going to be a coaching change from the Chicago Bears. Uh, and the other thing is about the quarterback. Well, the one loss record tells you all you need to know. Again, it is the team, but also you need to be able to have an offense that can get down the field. I know that there are some that are watching and listening to this podcast and feel like, Justin, he just needs more time. Justin, he's he's my son. Justin, he means so much to me. And I've got his jersey. Like, look. Here's here's the thing, and and I think that is is a problem in our city. Some are just Justin Fields fans and not Bears fans. I hate Eberflus. I hate the Bears, but I love Justin Fields. You can feel you fan how you want to fan. All I know is that I know what real quarterback play looks like in the NFL, and don't look like that. Well, it, because if it looks like that, that's five and nine football offensively. It is because if it's not for his injuries, then it's him missing missing targets or him sliding short of the first down, all those things. But there's the good side of Justin, too, where he can run with the football and he can show the, his arm strength. And for me, as someone who likes Justin Fields, doesn't love him, I like Justin Fields enough, if you are a Justin Fields fan and you love him so much that you think that he should flourish someplace, then root for him to go someplace else and light the world on fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, he can go – the disconnect is between Getsy and Fields. And you know that Fields can't win that. And you know that Getsy can't win that. So you know what happens? You blow all of it up, right? You blow so it's the coaching staff and it's it's Fields. Hey, we're not gonna give you another coach. We're not gonna put you through another regime. We're not gonna just keep waiting on you to be able to develop. You know, and at season's end, if you don't want to compete for the job, then we'll trade you because you are a good asset. And if you're a Fields fan, hope for hope for him to go to Atlanta, help him to go to someplace else, and let's set the world on fire. And while he's doing that. Let's put the, a quarterback and a coaching staff together for them to be able to work and for the offense to look like an adult offense, like a varsity offense, 
not the freshman sophomore shit that we've been seeing for years around here. A real offense where it's like, oh my, my God, 200 plus yards, 300 yards, three touchdowns, ball is in the air. You know, there's fireworks and there's pop and circumstance and there's fireworks. Like, oh, that's what you want, along with a good running game, of course. You want that. Yes. When are we going to see that? We see it on the defensive side of the football. But Wiley, when will you see it on the offensive side where it looks like, oh my God, the ball's in the air. DJ Moore's great. Marvin Harrison, if he's here. Uh, t- you know, Cole Komet has been fantastic because the ball's vertical and not sideways. When are we going to see that? That's the question. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yes, yes, yes. I know, aren't we? Uh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, leave your comments in the in the chat of, uh, from Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitch. That's where we are right now for the Under the Hood podcast. Mark checks in. Mark says, Holes did not get a chance to pick his coach, nor his quarterback. The rebuild is only in year two. Patience is needed if you trust Poles. Do you agree, Cousin? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we've seen Poles put together a roster in a year that's, that was better than the team he inherited. So I think being patient with Ryan Poles and letting him pick his guys, I, I, I don't think there's an issue with that. I have no issue with that right now. So he, he hasn't been, um, you know, some awful GM who, who's come in and just fucked things up. So being patient with Ryan Poles, I have no issue. Get your quarterback, get your coach, and then, you know, we can judge your body of work better. Than, I mean, right now it's good. It's solid to me. So, yeah, I, have, I, agree, I agree with the – Mark, I believe that was Mark. I agree with Mark. Yeah. yeah there he is. Mark says amen. And th- there's no doubt. And by the way, um, for those of you just joining us, Cuzzo somehow uh, got himself an Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood uh, hoodie. It's available now. We tell you, we got merchandise. We got we got uh, koozies, and we've got uh, we got glasses. We've got tumblers. We've got T-shirts. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. It's our podcast we do every week. Rest represented. And look how beautiful that looks. That's what everyone wants. They want that color, that Carolina blue, as if Carolina's yes. hot. Uh, but everyone wants that. Everyone wants that right there. Get yourself two of these because, you know, get you, get you one, get your girlfriend one, get your spouse one, because if you have, if you have one, then they're going to want to wear it. So just get, get to it. Just clings to the body perfectly, you know. Uh, if you're like me, who likes to wear hoodies everywhere, yes. you know, uh, then this is perfect for the winner. Get yourself a hoodie, and get yourself an under the hood hoodie. And, yeah, you know, you'll be glad you did. You're in the Midwest where the hawk came to this morning, boy. Walking down downtown, doctors. That hawk was coming. Protect your hoodie at all costs. I always say that. Protect your hoodie at all yes. costs. Uh, because if you don't get two, she'll take yours. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> about that. So uh, um, just some last words, because we have a really big topic that we have coming up to end the show. We will talk about the Bulls, but the Bulls are playing the 76ers right now. They're looking good. We'll, we'll talk about them another time. I'm going to do a separate podcast about them, too, because hats off, Kobe White. I mean, you've been, you've been killing it, man. There's something yeah. about the Bulls team. I don't know what it is. It's something – Seems like the ball uh, is just moving. So, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, is. Is someone missing? I, maybe someone's been out. Has someone been missing? You know, uh, no, no. Is that that? I'm gonna have to look that uh, up. I'm gonna have to look up yeah. the line. I'm not so sure, but that Bulls team is cooking against the 76ers, 
Uh, so we'll talk about them. I'm going to do a separate podcast about them because uh, we're going to add a lot more content here to our YouTube and, of course, our podcast feed, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Um, so just lastly, because – so oh, let me get your prediction because now the Bears are 5-9. and nine, They're not in the hunt. This is over. Okay, There won't be any playoffs that we can see, even though the Bears still have an outside chance. It's not happening. Cardinals, Falcons at the Packers. How many games will the Bears win? Well, I hope zero um, because ah. I, I do because there's still there's still an outside chance if the, the Bears lose out, they can end up in the third position in the draft, third or fourth position in the draft. And that position is to me is the sweet spot to land a Marvin Harrison Jr. So if you can get to three, you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. So my hope is it's the Bears find a way to get to three, at worst four. Um, and if they do, then I think they'll be – so I'm hoping zero. But, like, when I see that stretch, I say they can win one more of those games. You know, they can win another game. and I, I mean, But I hope zero. It's – I mean, look – the only way that's going to happen for real with this defense is if you start Bajent or or uh, Nathan Peterman. Hood, I, I believe, I believe in just in fairness. So you have Nathan Peterman, who is statistically the worst quarterback in NFL history. Yes, he's been on the roster all season. He's worked his ass off, you know, to study. Give the man an opportunity. Like, like, why are we not giving him an opportunity? I believe Nathan Peterman should start the last three games. Good. It's only fair. Like you've had you've had Field start at least three games. You've had uh Bajan start at least three games. Why can't Peterman start three games? Like it's only right. Let Peterman go out there. Let's see what he can do. He hasn't had an opportunity to start three games for the Bears. Let's see what Nathan Peterman can do. I believe he can be successful in a Bears uniform, so let's give him a try. Okay, well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. It won't happen, but I know what you're saying. You want to make sure you solidify that number one draft pick because you want to lose out. And I know this is why Bears fans have checked out because of this, because of that loss against the uh, the Browns. They want to lose out to solidify the number one pick. And, and so with perspective, I will tell you that, you know, if the Bears don't get the number one pick, there's something they could use. A quarterback or or Marvin Harrison or an offensive yes. and there's something they could use. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you don't it's not Marvin Harrison or I'm sorry, it's not um it is not Caleb Williams or Bust. I mean, there's right. Rick A, there's you know, JJ McCarthy, if that's what you like, Bo Nix, there's other you know, there's the Michael Penix, there's other quarterbacks they can look at. I'm just saying, like, you if you're gonna if you're gonna be this bad, then Get yourself in position to get Caleb Williams. Don't have to be able yes. to mortgage the future to try to trade up to one. Get one if you can. So, right. So that's that's the way I look at it. Uh, so <laughs> so let's take a look now as we uh, switch gears. There's a story that we need to talk about, uh, and this is from Robert Latell. I haven't talked to Robert uh, this year. Robert Latell. I want to talk to him because he's from Black Sports Online, BS at BSO on X on Twitter. And he's and this is a conversation we're gonna have about 
um, young athletes and protecting themselves and others. So I know that you saw this before the show because of Dream Page. If people don't know who that is. That is a, I believe that's an Instagram model. If nothing else, she's a woman that is very well known uh, in certain circles on, on social media. Dream Page releases text messages on how much Anthony Edwards allegedly paid for her abortion after she found out Edwards' main girlfriend, who is Chief Keef's baby's mama, <laughs> was pregnant after Edwards told her, well, uh, to, she didn't want kids, so go to the pills, right? So ultimately, yes. you know, again, Anthony Edwards, who plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, and again, it's amazing that this story is out here for public consumption, but this is something that is uh, readily available for anybody. You, it, it, I'm just running into this story. It wasn't like I was looking for it, but you saw this as well. Dream Page says that T-Wolves Anthony Edwards paid $100,000 for her ab abortion. Now, I know you have the, uh, the there's some text messages there from Dream Page and with Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves, correct? Yes. So... Anthony Anthony Edwards is he's a gentleman. Like he is uh He's a what? <laughs> he's a what? He's a he's a gentleman. He was he was trying to coax her along to get her to um get a procedure that you know she may not have otherwise wanted to get. So she tells him she has an appointment on the 27th. Um and I'm assuming that she wants him to go because he says, Hell no, nah, I can't do this. Um, and she says, so what now? What a great response. He says, and a matter of fact way, he's very direct. Get an abortion. Laugh out loud. Um, oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. That, that's really, that's, that's really good. He's quite yeah. get an abortion. Laugh out loud. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So she tell, so she tells him, I guess she has a kid already. She said, honestly, I had an abortion with my son around two years ago. And I regret it every day. So as something that a gentleman would say to her, he told her, he said, hey, look, Instagram model, look, you know, internet model. Man, you can't force a kid in this world. What's wrong with you, woman? You don't know what it is anyway. So you can't, you don't know the sex. You don't know what it is. So there should be no attachment to this to this thing that's growing inside you. Okay. I know you, there's something growing inside, but you can't be attached to it. It's getting, so he tells her, he says, uh, he will send her some money to help her out. He said he doesn't want kids. And then, you know, he later says something that we're all, we all would think in a situation like this. What's he that? tells her, you know, uh, basically to be an adult. Be an adult. So I think, you know, that Anthony Edwards, you know, a very prolific score in his yep. own right. Yes. Um, and clearly on and off the court, he's a prolific score. score. He later tried to backtrack it. Well, he, in the end, he'd say he's going to have his attorney handle this. And then he later backtracked uh, when he got out on um, when, it, when she shared his text messages and the public took it the wrong way because it's what the public does they always take these things the wrong way it, it took about a context you know he was oh, trying to what? be a gentleman to tell her he's going to offer her 
just a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Didn't say all right, like a thousand. He said a hundred thousand. Okay. I mean, all right. All right. So okay, wait. But, we we have to have context here. The context is is that Anthony Edwards uh, put a statement out. They said I made comments in the heat of the moment that are not me and that are not aligned with what I believe. And so I want to be as a man. He says, all women should be supported and empowered to make their own decisions about their bodies and what is best for them. I'm handling my personal matters privately and will not be commenting on them any further at this time. Okay. He says that- He left out a key part, though, Hood. Huh? He left out a key part. I think I got the, maybe the media left this out too, except when it can cost me tens of millions of dollars. That's the part that was that's missing from here. No, that's not in this. No, that's not what I'm reading. Oh. Say that I'm reading from verbatim what he said. That's how he said. Okay. Oh. Now the reason why we're talking about this is because it's just you know, BSO at BSO on Twitter talks about you know stories like this all the time. Again, I'm going through my Twitter feed looking for sports stuff, and all of a sudden, whoa, whoa what is this, right? And so here's the here's the thing that I want to talk about. I want to talk about this. I want to yes. talk why why this is important. Yes. This is important for anybody, especially athletes, because you want to clean your glasses. You want to make sure that you have a towelette. That's why. Yes. <laughs> I'm, sure Always. People, I'm sure people that's watching the video of this thought that I, I had a condom in my hand. Uh, the little, I, I got you there. Uh, condoms, what's that? Uh, but I think that right. Edwards, I think he needs a, hold on, Rocky, is that your time? Is that your time yet? I just want to just point out that it is important for athletes like Zion Williamson, Anthony Edwards, any other athlete to understand that you have to keep your business private and that you have to be able to watch yourself. Hey, man, you're a one percenter. The, the, the athletes that we talk about are one percenters. You know why? Because they can do things that many of us cannot do because they are the best of the best at what they do. I know everybody can have a, a, a pristine life, but what I'm saying is, is that there needs to be education from the high school level to the college level to the pro level of being able to watch yourself and to make sure that you protect yourself. Look, he got involved with an Instagram model. I don't even know who she was until I read the story uh, earlier today. The point is, though, is that any human being, whether you're a ball player or not, needs to be able to have some common sense, right? Some common yes. sense. You, you, you're not strapped and you're having sex with somebody and you're at 1%. Okay. So it's not like you and I It's what it is, is it's Anthony Edwards. Someone who's one of the faces of the league. You cannot do the same things that your, your homies would do or some just regular Joe would do because you're Anthony Edwards. You're different than everybody else. It's, it's kind of goes back to the John Morant conversation about how people say, what's the big deal? You know, he carries guns. What's wrong with a gun? No, I'm not anti-gun. But what I'm saying is, is that if you're John Morant, you are a one percenter. You are John Morant, one of the faces of the league. You just have to know that whatever you, your homies do or whatever your friends do or things that you see online, you can't do those same things because you are John Morant. It doesn't mean that you're not keeping it real. It doesn't mean that you're a, a square, whatever, right? The point is, though, Wiley, is that when you are in the public eye, like these athletes, no matter who they are, you can't do the same things that your friends do and think that you're going to get away with it. The same thing with the story here. He's not in love. Clearly he's not in love. He got, he, he was able to lay down with this woman. All right, great. But 
if she gets pregnant, you don't think there's any repercussions? There's stories that we don't even know about that's similar to this one, but this one came out. You know why? Because there's receipts, there's text messages. And so, look, it's not like I'm saying, well, I'm not going to watch Timberwolves basketball anymore because of this. That's not the point. The point is that young people need to know a number of things. Sex education, they need to know about how to handle their money. They need to know, know how to be able to handle their business and to make themselves um, an entity in which, man, look at this. I want to be like LeBron in which LeBron has had zero scandals. Whatever you think of LeBron James, zero scandals. You know why? Because he knows how to keep his shit clean. And that, and the point is that for Zion Williamson or John Morant or whomever, you've got to be able to understand that you are not like everybody else. You have to be able to walk the state in a straight and narrow because people are looking for you to fall. And so that's the whole point of that. Do the right thing so that way no one's casting any aspersions on you. Do what's smart, not what's easy. I, I agree. I think part of the, the issue is representation. So you have your agents, you have people who represent you. They're getting they're getting a percentage of your of your money. And for someone to get a percentage of your money, they, they should be able to represent you beyond just the contract. So when you have a superstar player like Anthony Edwards, his brand, building his brand has to be important because, yeah, the, the the big free agent contracts are going to come. You're going to sign the extensions. You're going to get paid two, three hundred thousand dollars. You know, when you sign your extensions, all that money is going to be there because of your talent. Now, your brand is what's is, is going to help you create even more generational wealth. So you have the LeBron Jameses of the world represented by the Rich Pauls and the, and the David Falks, who more than anything else they can do, they, they try to protect their, their client's image. Mm-hmm. So a David Falk is going to tell an Anthony Edwards, like, hey, kid, you know, um, make sure you're doing this these things when you're going out sleeping with various women. You know, like your brand's important. You can't, you can't have unprotected sex with just anybody. And if you're going to have unprotected sex, it should be in a monogamous monogamous relationship. And that's important. Rich Paul did the same thing with LeBron. He does the same thing with his client because it's more than just it's more than just the percentage you're getting paid off the contract. You're 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 worried about your client's brand. And the fact that Anthony Edwards is having this conversation via text and and no agent is, is aware of this tells me that the representation isn't. It's failing him in a lot of ways because the first call should have been to your agent, like, "Hey, I, you know, I, I fucked up. I got someone pregnant. Um, she's not my girlfriend. It's just someone I met online. Whatever that situation may have been, and then your representation will step in and say, "Hey, you know what? Don't text this person. Don't email this person. Don't call this person. If, if you're going to meet with this person, meet this person in public." Don't say anything crazy. I'll mm-hmm. take care of it from here. Let me handle this. I'll take care of it. And you're paying them to take care of these things. So they're, they're, they're worried about your brand. You're not sending stupid text messages like this kid did. Because in his, in his mind, he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now, clearly that's someone who's had quite a bit of surgery so she's used to procedures but still <laughs> what's that mean no she 
she's clearly she's you know okay. been cut more than once. All right, um, that'd be fine. Go ahead. But yeah, like his approach to that was ridiculous. It, it was it was over the top. Um, and if and if you're watching uh this 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 podcast, you know, hopefully you're enjoying what Hood is putting on the screen right now because I just know, trying, I'm, giving, I'm just giving context of who we're talking about here. This is yes, this is who he got caught. Yes, up. you 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 can see how a 22 year old kid can make a mistake with Dream Page, but that's where again representation comes into play because someone has to protect you. I'm sure there were times you know where. Michael Jordan just happened to stumble into someone while married. Yep. But he had people around him protecting his brand. Allegedly. Because his brand was more important than anything else. Allegedly. And he, of course, allegedly, because MJ would never, you know, uh, have an extramarital affair. He would never do anything like that. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Allegedly, of uh-huh. course. So th- that wouldn't happen. So. When you're being represented by these agents and you're a superstar athlete, mm-hmm. you have to have someone who is looking out for your best interest. And clearly they have not been. And that's why this this woman released the text messages that she received because he was handling it like a 22-year-old kid would handle these types of things. Yeah. So, so there you have it. I mean, so I... Well, the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, at one point, this conversation I would have in the day and early in my career would be about drugs and drug use, right? Hey, you got to make sure that you're not around, you know, marijuana or drugs as much as possible. This is back in the 90s where I used to talk about this because, again, because people build you up to tear you down. And if you yes. they, they see a, an opportunity to be able to take you down, they will. Um, because a lot of people do not like that you're one of the one percenters. They don't like the idea that you're making millions of millions of dollars. All I'm saying is, is that once you cross the threshold of being a professional in anything, that it is very difficult to come back to the other side. You know who can pull you down? People that hate you or people that don't want to see you do well. And so in this scenario, going raw was not the right thing if that's exactly what happened with Anthony Edwards because, you know, now... There's this screed of text messages, and Wiley, you only went through a few of them. You know, the back and forth on, you know, what Dream Page should do and whether or not he he says he doesn't want to have a child, all this kind of stuff. Okay, well, you know, you mentioned the agent. I I would bet you, and I've not made a phone call about this yet. I can make a call easily and find out um, to Minnesota about this. I don't know if you even talked to his agent about it. You know, I don't even know if you talked to him because for some young people, the agent is just about business, helping about the brand, and not about personal shit. So it wouldn't surprise me if that, if that wasn't even brought up, which is also an error by a young player. Everybody's prone to make mistakes. I get that. Yes. Is though, but and and it's not me coming down on on Anthony Edwards. It's just me letting him know, hey man. You can't do the same things everybody else do and think that in a situation like this, oh, these, you know, we had sex, so these text messages are private. They're not, because you're a one percenter, and that's the difference. So yes. Okay, so we got uh <laughs> a lot of responses. A lot of responses. Curtis Jackson, uh from Minnesota. It's funny, man. 
talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Curtis, Curtis says, what I just tuned into, and now he understands what he tuned into because we talked about Anthony Edwards. Uh, he thought that uh, that there was a condom. Oh, yes. <laughs> so a tutorial. Yes. That's, that's exactly right. Because I'm good with audio and visual aids. Do you see that? So no. Um so uh Mark says so he, he he's trying he says it's hard to find a humble alpha. That should be on a t-shirt, Mark. Mark should put it on a t-shirt. It's hard to find a humble alpha. What do you think that sentence means? Yeah, I mean I most people are most people are arrogant, but I, I don't think that necessarily being an alpha, whatever an alpha is, means that you have to be arrogant. I think there's some type of, you know, there could be some quiet confidence, you know, that's and, and that's fine. But yeah, like that, the arrogance from Anthony Edwards, you know, uh, it's it's what you expect from a kid, though. It's what you expect from a kid. It's unfortunate. And it's a question that we're all asking ourselves. Where were these ladies in the 90s in high school? <laughs> well, <laughs> the BBLs were not available in, in the 90s, so you missed out on those. So this is a new era, you know. But with the BBLs, you know, there's, uh, from what I hear, um, it, it has a different uh, a different feel to it. So, uh, Oh, really? You know, uh, from what I hear. Really? Uh Oh, so does BPL mean Brazilian butt lift? Yes. Yes. That's what it means? Yes. Okay. So, so, so popular cosmetic surgery, that's what BBLs are. Yes. Okay. All right. Any other comments? We're going to sign off here because here's the thing. I think we had a good discussion about this, but there's too many of these stories, Wiley. There's too many stories. It's not like it's on like – NBA today. <laughs> it's not like they're talking about this on TNT because they're not talking about that. But what it needs to be talked about is, hey, man, you've got to realize who you are. Yeah, I'm just playing ball. No, you're more than playing ball. Look at the people that's never a scandal. Kevin Durant. You know what Kevin Durant does? He plays ball and plays video games and goes home. Yes. I mean, a brush is never involved. But just understand that it's always <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, that man brushes his hair one time. That's before the season starts, and then the brush goes away until May. It's amazing. Um, but it, but what he does is, and from what I understand about about him, cause is that he's such a an odd person that you think uh, he's kicking it all the time. Now he just loves basketball. He did that and, and plays video games and part of that board the boardroom, and then he's done. So he's a, an odd character. Um, that there's nothing else. He's never connected to a relationship or anything else. He just is. He just does his own thing, and it's actually odd in the NBA because you usually see guys kicking it to the the club or, you know, out and about, you know, on the red carpets, you know, fundraisers, just you know, visible. Durant doesn't do that, and and LeBron, whatever people think of LeBron, couldn't care less. I know he's a great basketball player, one of the best I've ever seen. Zero scandals with Savannah and him. Nothing. Nothing going. Right. He's he's trying to take care of his kids. He's doing. He's in a position to do more than Michael Jordan ever did off the off the floor. Dude's got a school. Dude's got a school. Yeah. 
Are you kidding me? Like he's educating people. He's, I mean, he's a mogul in so many ways. It was after Jordan's career pretty much that he became the mogul that he is while he played, but definitely after he played. And while LeBron's playing, he's doing a lot. So, you know, be a square, be a nerd. Yeah. Just play, just, you know, just be a businessman, but don't get yourself, you don't get your dick in a ringer. How about that? Yeah. So hire people who care about you. Hire people who are, who are invested in seeing you do well as a person more so than just hiring people who are interested in, you know, getting you your next big contract. Because when you have people who don't care about you as a person, then you get these types of stories. So have people in your circle who care about your success as an individual, not as just a, a commodity. All right, Rocky. Oh, he is uh he's occupied. What do you mean he's occupied? He's, they just they just let him out. Yeah, he's uh no he's outside. Okay, you need to have your son to open the door and let him in. Rocky. Oh. Yeah. It's like this is his time. What do you mean? This is the time yeah. that he's supposed they, to be waiting. You know. It's it's the whole it's the whole squad. They get together and they, you know, they they alter things. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's, this is his time to be on the show. He's oh. he's been he's been taken away. They they got him outside doing oh. God knows what. Well, people, sorry, you didn't you don't get your rocky tonight. People, they, my my apologies, my apologies, is my apologies. It is. This is the end of the show. Oh well. Well, he barked a little bit, so they, they at least heard him. All right. Well, Cuzzo, uh happy holidays to you. We're gonna have a great uh Christmas and looking forward to the new year of twenty twenty four. Same to you, Cuzzo. Uh wishing you wishing you and the fam uh uh we say Merry Christmas in this household, so wishing you and the family uh, a Merry Christmas and and definitely uh have a great new year as well, Cuzzo. All right. So for Rocky, who's who's not here, uh, and Wiley, this is uh, Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to catch Captain J. Last day of the year is Tuesday, and then I am off the show until 2024. <laughs> so, but you can catch the podcast though. Hey, we still got a lot of content on the podcast and everything else. But uh, catch me with the uh, David Cap every morning on uh, ESPN 1000 AM, and of course the uh, ESPN Chicago app. No, Rocky, but so long, everybody. No one's gonna, who's going to bite your hand now? <laughs> Bring in Mr. Claus. That, she'll bite your hand for you. She'll right, go, right. Doing it for years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just nibble on it a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to know. 